Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Ordinarily, on a Sunday, we would be having our senior pastor, Pastor Jared, preaching, and he is currently away visiting our church in Montreal. We have a Global Heart Church location in Montreal, Canada. He is there right now uh, preaching and meeting with the team and helping take that church forward. There's some really exciting things happening that he'll come back and share about once he's here. Uh, But I did speak to him last night, and he sent me a screenshot of his weather app. And at the time that he texted me, it was feels like negative 38 in Montreal. So I just replied with my weather app and sent him a screenshot of 35. Uh, sorry, it was 34 at the time, which um, he texted me back and said, that's a 72 degree difference. And so where he is right now is very, very cold. And I actually saw someone from the church in Montreal who I uh, follow on social media. They put up a, a video of them driving in the weather that's happening in Montreal and it is absolutely insane. And people are still getting out to church. They had a leader's day last weekend and people were driving in negative 20 to get to this event. And uh, my dad was saying that someone's car had some car problems because of the weather and people from the church went up and helped them and the weather's just nuts and people are pushing through. I think that's very inspiring. And I think that we, we should push through whatever challenges we've got going on. And I like that our extreme weather means that we can sit by the pool or go to the beach or something. Their extreme weather means they've got to put on about 19 layers and not let a bit of skin be showing and head out and try and go to church. So we've got it pretty good over here in Perth. We're very blessed. But everyone, keep Pastor Jared in your prayers. Um, He's believing to continue to have a fruitful time there and then uh, begin the long trip back to be with us for next weekend. And so let's be praying for Pastor Jared as he's away. And uh, very excited for the next few weeks in our church. There's so many great things happening. And we've got Vision Sunday and starting strong, having Pastor Ashley with us. So position yourself right in the middle of it. Uh, God's doing something great in our church. He wants to bring you and your family on the journey. So plug in and, and get right in the middle of what God's doing. Well, this weekend, everybody, is our Connect Launch Weekend. And we do this every year. And it's the weekend where from this weekend, all of our Connect groups are starting back up again. So youth will begin meeting soon, young adults, our adults and families connect. So we're going to be starting to gather again. And our Connects break, uh, obviously, over the Christmas season. And so we're ready to kick back off. We're ready to get back into our small group gatherings as a church. And we do this because we... We, we really don't want you to miss out on what God wants to do in your life through meeting in a connect group. And we also don't want you to miss the value that that has for you and your family. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if you're not in a connect group yet, don't leave today without chatting to the team out there and signing up for one. If you're unsure about whether you're in a connect group or anything like that, or if you just need to mix it up, if you need to move connect, go and chat to the team. We want to make sure that you start 2023 in a great connect group, a small group where you feel like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm going to be able to commit to this. I'm going to get right into it, build great community, learn, be disciple, because God's got so much for you there. And we we don't just do that as a church because it's a good idea. We know that from the Word of God that God puts great emphasis on not doing life alone. 
Scripture puts great priority on all of us not navigating faith alone. And we work really hard as a church and and pray that as a church, we would be a great community for you and your family where you find your purpose. And we've been talking about this a lot lately where you find your kingdom purpose. You have something to do, something to contribute in God's house. And being a part of the community is going to help you discover what that is. God also has a purpose for you outside of God's house, something in the community that God is tasking you to do. Being in community is going to help you discover that. You are designed for connection. You were designed for connection. And recently, uh, Bianca and I took our son Micah on his first flight. So we did an aeroplane trip to Sydney and he's about 20 months or so old. And so a lot of people instilled great fear into us about flying with a toddler. (laughs) However, we gave it a red hot crack for Jesus, which is our life strategy. Just give it a crack, see what happens. But we did a pretty good job of preparing for this flight. And so Micah had an array of toys and he had some books And uh, we even downloaded a little bit of Fireman Sam onto the iPad in case of emergencies. And they almost should have said that in the the thing at the start, they say in case of an emergency, a mask will drop down or in case of a toddler emergency, an iPad will pop out with Fireman Sam. That's what we needed. But I put a lot of thought into Micah on this flight and I didn't think about me. And so um, he fell asleep on the plane for quite a while and I was sitting there and it was a flight where you didn't have your own screen or anything. And my phone had no Wi-Fi. obviously I hadn't downloaded anything. And so he's asleep and I had a good couple of hours and I was sitting there and I read the safety manual, then I read the menu and then I, I read the person next to me's menu and it was the same menu. So then I was on my phone and you're just kind of going through, but I discovered that because my photos are all on the cloud, I can't even look at those properly. So I had pixelated photos. I'm trying to look at videos that I have on my phone that I've taken. I can't even watch those because I need Wi-Fi to download them off the cloud. And then I'm trying to go into certain apps and they're useless without the internet. And so then I'm just in my settings. I'm just going through every setting, just having a look. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and uh, it's so funny because then obviously we, we arrived to our destination and, you know, get settled into where we're staying. And, and obviously my phone now had coverage. So my, my Optus kicks in. Shout out to Optus. Actually, not shout out to Optus. Anyway. <laughs> Do better. No. My phone now had connection right. And so a whole new world of opportunities opened up to me. And so now what my phone was capable of doing all along, it was able to fulfill its full potential because it had connection now. And, and listen, there's potential in you and there's potential in this year for you, but not without the right connection. There are things that God has for you, but it won't happen if you're not connected to all the things that He's making available to you. Your phone has great potential, but not if it's not on the Wi-Fi. Your year has great potential, but not if you don't engage with all the great things that God is making available to you. So I've got three things that are so important to us that we connect with. First thing we need to connect with to experience all God has for us is we've got to connect with God's house. We've got to connect with the church. God has placed such value on the church. It's a picture of the people of God being a people together, building His kingdom, doing life together, worshipping Him together, ministering to God and ministering to people. Let's read some scripture about this in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says this, Peter replied, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This passage is teaching us about the formation of the early church, what that looked like as Jesus Christ died and rose again and ascended to heaven and entrusted the message to the disciples, the early church was established. They saw 3,000 people get baptised. Can you imagine if they were doing baptisms like us, how many towels there were at the end of this thing? It would have been absolutely crazy. But this is, the, this is a picture being painted of the, the early church community, what it looked like as God was doing a great work, what everybody's engagement with one another looked like. But I love the picture that it's painting of a healthy, growing community. They were together. It said they had everything in common. Now, that's not speaking of everything in common as in they had the same haircut, the same clothes, they were the same age, they lived on the same street. That's not what it's speaking of. It's speaking of everything of importance as it pertains to the things of God they had in common. They were of one heart, one mind and one spirit. They had one goal, one intention, one God. And they, had, they shared with one another their love of people and their love for God. They wanted to honour God and serve one another. They met as much as possible. They ate together. Come on, someone. And they were glad and sincere in what they did with one another. This is a beautiful picture being painted of the church. And I believe this, these are the sorts of things that are alive and are happening in our church, but that we seek to see happening in our church. These are the things that I read and go, man, I wanna be in a church like that. And then I realise it's incumbent upon me to be a church like that. Yeah. Ephesians 5.27 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. God's love for the church isn't like a husband's love for his wife. A great husband's love for his wife is like God's love for the church. God's love for the church is a very high standard of love, sacrifice and service. God loves His church. He is building His church. God is coming back for His church. He's entrusted us with the responsibility to make the church beautiful. It is a great expression of His love to us. And a little glimpse into what heaven will be like. Many people making up one body to worship Him. Psalm 92.13 says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish like a palm tree. They will flourish in the courts of our God. There, there is a flourishing to be found in your life as you get planted into God's house. Now, I am biased. I've got to just establish that right now. I have a bias here because my parents are senior pastors. I have grown up in the church. I've actually been a part of this church for coming up to 25 years. 20 of them out of choice, but I have been a part of this church for 25 years. 
But I love the church. I love everything about the church. I love the funny things. I love the quirky things. I love the things that go wrong. Some of them, some of the things that go wrong I don't love, but the church is just such a, a great expression of the people of God doing their best to be like Christ, to spread the message, to love one another, to serve the community. And we're just giving it a red hot crack for Jesus. And our church in the 25 years that it's been around, we've met in different places. You know, some people may remember we used to meet in a lecture room at the, at the ECU and then we got too big for that lecture room. So we just moved to the one next to it, which was a little bigger. And then we moved into the gymnasium. I remember a season where I believe every second Sunday because of the room bookings, we were meeting at HBF upstairs near the basketball courts. That was way back in the day. Um, but we've met in different places. We've met at different sizes. I remember the first couple of services, it was my family and a sprinkling of other people. The Hardings were there. And... Uh, uh, it was it was a vibe, because if uh, if if there was if one family got hit with sickness, there goes sixty percent of the church, you know. So um, we've had different service times over the years. We've had different names. We were Sunset Coast Christian Life Centre. That's a, that's a long name. What has remained the same throughout all these changes, though, is our heart and our commitment to God, our commitment to His Word, and our commitment to His people. Our church is a family committed to the worship of God, to the spreading of His message and to the discipleship of His people. You know, much of the New Testament is written to churches. When you speak to Christians that downplay the value of the church or undervalue the importance of church, they need to read the New Testament. Half of it is written to churches about churches, about the conduct of the church, about what you should do in church. Half the New Testament, amen. A lot of its content is about the health, the leadership and the building of churches. The last book of the Bible is written to seven churches. Here's a couple of points. Churches are an integral part to the preaching and teaching of the gospel. They're an integral part to the making of disciples, to the furthering of the kingdom of God on earth. It's God's plan that we would be planted in the church. The church is not a building. It's His people coming together. And we are called. Each believer has a unique calling, but we also share a lot of the same callings. And one of them is to prepare the church, to make her beautiful. God would have us partner with Him in the preparation of the church. Our church is a reflection of us. And churches are like people. They come in all different shapes and sizes and styles. Yet we look for one whom we will commit to like no other. We gain nothing from moving from church to church, yet gain so much by planting ourselves in a local church that God has called us to. And we do need all types of churches to reach all types of people. It's in God's house where I truly met Christ where I truly got a revelation of God's love, where I got a revelation of my sin and my need for God. It's in church where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's in church where I discovered many of my gifts, many of my passions. It's in church where I discovered great purpose for my life. It's in church where I've made lifelong friendships, where I have met lifelong leaders and mentors. It's in church where my character was truly developed, where I was truly pastored. It's in church where Bianca and I have had an opportunity to flourish. And now our son, Micah, 
gets to flourish in church. He goes to creche every Sunday, has eight biscuits, comes out and he's had the best time. He's making friendships already. We're still believing for his salvation, but God is on his case. I'm so grateful for the church. And I wanna encourage you this morning, how could your life go forward in God as you commit to being in the church? Not just as you commit to being in services, but commit to being the church, to get a revelation that God has called me here. God has placed me here for a great thing that I'm going to contribute, but a great thing that I'm going to receive as I get a hold of the calling that it is that I be the church. Now, everybody, there are no perfect churches. We are a great church, Global Heart, but we are not a perfect church. And despite challenges and churches having their faults, there's a supernatural component to the church which cannot be understated. Even if today, right, you came and there was just no lights, no chairs, no coffee, no car park, and none of the pastoral team rocked up, and you rocked up, there's about 40, 40 other people that call Global Heart their church, and they come in and there's just nothing happening. I would imagine people go, should we just pray? Let's just pray, and let's just worship God. And let's just do that. And that's really what it is. It's, it's despite all of those things that we might attribute to the church, it's a place for believers to come together under the structure in the Word of God, but just to minister to God and to be ministered to. And that's the, that's the supernatural component I'm talking about is that everything else could fall down around us, but it would still be, hey, I'm called to minister to God and be ministered to despite anything else that's going on. Yes. The great news is, is that... There are chairs this morning and people did rock up and we're in a great church. And that is the, the, the cherry on top to what this community of believers truly is. It's a reflection of people and family churches. And, and you would know of your family that every family's got stuff going on. Every family has challenges and weird things going on. But like a family, we've got to work stuff out because it's worth working out. It's worth working out. We make a commitment. And the interesting thing about family is that you don't have a choice. And uh, certainly too, uh, around marriage, like me and Bianca often have a, a giggle with each other sometimes that, hey, we're stuck together. We, we've made a covenant before God and before our families and before our, our, our parents that we have made a lifelong covenant together. So we've, we've got to make this work. Um, it's just, we, we're going to. But that level of commitment is so good. Because despite how we feel, we're going to make this work. And, and I think that our, our call to a local church is a lot like that. Where God calls us somewhere and we say, hey, we've got to work this out because it's worth working out. And I've made a commitment. So where, where Connect Groups come in is that we're a big church. And we don't want people to get lost in a big church. And we don't want you to feel like you just come and you're a part of a crowd. We want you to be part of a community. And Connects help us do that. Helps us break down into closer relationships with one another. So I want to encourage you, connect with God's house this year. Don't be on the fringe. Don't be on the outskirts of what's happening, but really get plugged in. Really connect in. Get a revelation that you don't just go to church, but that you are the church. And that you have something to bring and something to contribute. We need connection to God's house. And the second thing is we need connection to God's people. We need connection to God's people. I love in the New Testament, Jesus asked, which commandments are the greatest? He says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind and your soul and your spirit and to love others as you love yourself. And, you know, we've simplified that 
uh, in modern times to just love God and love people. Obviously, we need to unpack that, but certainly it does come down to those big things, to love God and to love people. So much of your purpose and what you do and your well-being, your health is in connection to people. Believe this year, everybody, to make some great new friendships, to to build upon your pre-existing ones, to walk closer alongside those who are most important to you, to make a greater effort this year, everybody, to meet up with friends and with family, and to try and, for, for many, to try and grow in your love for people this year. If you're not a people person, allow you know, Jesus to take you by the hand and help you become a people person. Thessalonians in in the scripture says, encourage one another, build each other up, help the weak among you. Colossians 3.12, therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That scriptures are relevant if everything goes well all the time with all people, but it doesn't. So that scripture is relevant. We've got to bear with one another. We've got to forgive. We've got to be patient. We've got to extend love and kindness. Galatians says, carry each other's burdens. James says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. Proverbs 27, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. All of these beautiful scriptures involve you and someone else. They involve you and someone else. Outworking your faith cannot be done in isolation. Growing in your faith cannot be done in isolation. It also can't be done in connection with people, but only on a superficial level. We've got to connect with people on things that matter and go a little bit beneath the surface. You have something to bring others. Can I encourage you in 2023, don't keep it to yourself. You have something to bring. Many of you would have heard this story, but my mum's got a great story of when she first became a Christian. She was invited to a connect group and the leader of the connect group said, Sue, we'd love you to come and we're asking everybody to bring something. So my mum thought, oh, lovely, as she would. And so my mum got this beautiful thing of biscuits and she took it along and they get to the connect group and people are starting to bring what they've prepared, but it wasn't biscuits. Someone said, I've prepared a song. Someone said, I've prepared a scripture to read. Someone said, I've prepared a prophetic word. And then they said, Sue, what have you brought? She's like, packet of biscuits. <laughs> but you know what? Everybody that connect, guess what they loved eating? Yeah. Packet of biscuits. Yeah. Don't undervalue what you have to bring. Yeah. Don't undervalue what you have to bring. You have something that our church community needs. We need you to be in the middle of it, bringing what God has placed on your life. Maybe it is a word of encouragement. Maybe it is a song. Maybe it's a packet of biscuits. But whatever it is, you can be a great blessing this year to people. But it's found in actually connecting with others. We've got to connect with God's people. What does connecting with someone really look like? I think it looks like time. It looks like spending time with one another. You know, many of us would know that one minute at church won't do it. Especially when you're you know, in between services, so many people, you're saying hello to a lot of people and you can chat to 20 people, but not really connect with anybody. That's where connect groups are a great gift because it's a smaller group. 
You have more time to spend with one another. Your relationships can go deeper. It's time and it's also service. I think truly connecting with somebody looks like serving that person. And that's a posture. That's a heart thing where you say, what can I do for them? If you're finding, hey, I'm struggling to make friendships, I'm struggling to connect, can I challenge you just to think, hey, is my posture to how can I serve that person? And you can change the word serve there to what can I do for that person? How can I make their life better? How can I help make them blessed in this season? It's amazing how in service to others, relationships are really formed. Also, purpose. What's the purpose behind the relationship, the the connections that you have? There should be one. There should be a great purpose behind the relationships that you have. A great one as a believer is the purpose for my relationship with Pastor Luke is that we both see one another go forward in God. We both truly care for one another. We are in one another's corner, despite what season we find ourselves in. We wanna see each other grow. There's a great purpose there. We're connecting on something that matters. We're connecting on something beyond just, we both like basketball, even though we both like basketball. And that's a great place to start. But at some point as a believer, we want purpose to enter into our friendship, which is that this friendship exists to spur one another on, to sharpen each other, to help each other go from where we are to where we can be in God. It's not a motive of, I wanna get something from them. Sometimes we wanna be in a connection with somebody because of how it serves us. Can I encourage you to shift that to, how can I serve that person? And am I engaged in a godly purpose around this relationship? Go beyond just superficial things. Give it some meaning, some purpose. We've got to be wise though. That doesn't mean that you start dropping your gear on everybody all the time to try and build a connection. That's not wise. But it does mean that as relationship is going forward and as there's wisdom and maturity there, you begin to connect on things that really matter. And that can look like challenging one another. Be careful of friends that let you stay the same way for a long time. You know, some of my closest friends are the ones that are bold enough and brave enough to hit me up when I'm doing the wrong thing. When they see me getting, you know, apathetic, when they see me staying the same, when they see me not moving forward, those friends are voices of change into my life, godly change. And there's a connection there with purpose. Be discipled this year. Be pastored this year. And what I mean by that is who talks to you about things of importance as it pertains to your faith and your application of the Word of God. We've got a great part to play in that. And that's by positioning ourselves to be pastored and to be discipled. Make time to sit and ask questions, to share and to update, to seek wise counsel. You're designed for connection with God's house and you're designed for connection with God's people. Purpose-filled connection with God's people that's gonna help you in your walk with Jesus. I just invite the worship team to come up as I close with this third one. Connection to God's house, God's people, and thirdly, God Himself. You need connection with God, everybody. And you might be like, well, Jordan, duh. But we can have connection to God's house without a connection to God. And that's when we start to become a little bit religious where we, we equate our service in church with intimacy with God. It's a very different thing, everybody. God wants to meet with you personally this year. He wants to spend time with you regularly this year. God is powerful and He's also personal. He wants to spend time hearing from you and He wants to spend time speaking to you. 
We don't serve a far off God, everybody. We serve a relational God. You know, when connecting with people, sometimes when it's not happening, it's good for us to extend an invitation, right? And to be proactive. What I love about God is that He has done the extending. He has been so proactive in reaching out to us. He has been so proactive in setting things up so that we can connect with Him. He's given us His Word. He's given us His church. He's given us prayer. He's given us a prayer language. Jesus brought a message of hope that connecting with God wouldn't require you being perfect, put together, holy, acting a certain way, dressing a certain way. But He's brought a message that connecting with God happens because of the gift of Jesus Christ. An image of God's love, His grace and His mercy. Everybody, don't get subtly caught up in religion this year. We are all about perhaps the church, which is a good thing to be about, but you're missing the person. Maybe you're caught up in you know, the world being influenced for Christ, but you've not allowed your heart to be influenced for Christ. Maybe you're wanting to see godly change in the community and government, but maybe you've not got a hold of the fact that God wants to bring godly change to your heart and your mind and your behaviour. God wants to know you personally. He wants to have a connection with you. And it looks like coming to God, everybody, with humility. Scripture tells us that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. A heart that says, God, I need you. God, I'm in desperate need of you. Even when it might seem that things on the outside of your life are good, you're still in desperate need of God. Come to Him with humility. Scripture tells us that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I believe that those who diligently seek Him are ones that are aware of their need for Him. Humility is seeking God because we need Him. Not because I am great, but because He is great. It looks like seeking God, not so that you have something to say, because you know that God has something to say to you. True connection to God looks like a declaration in your heart that He is the source. Everyone, God has so much for you this year. God has so much for you ahead in life, but like a phone with no internet, you're missing out on what's truly available to you until you get that connection. If you can this year find great connection in God's house, you say, God, I'm gonna put your house first. I'm gonna be here, whether it's 35 plus or minus 38. I'm gonna be there. I've made a commitment to you, God. I've made a commitment to your house. And if in 2023, you resolve to say, I'm gonna connect to God's people. You know, that guy irritates me, but I'm gonna seek to serve him. That connect leader, he didn't notice me the other day, but God, I'm still gonna go. That's my story that happened to me. I don't think the people in my connect group are very cool. Hey, that New Testament Scripture having everything in common, it was things of importance. If you've got your faith in common, you're off to a good start. You might not be the same age, like the same food, whatever it is. If you've got faith in common, start there and say, God, would you just pour water onto this relationship? Help it grow, help it grow. Sow time into it. Find purpose in your relationships. And lastly, this year, everybody, 
Do not undervalue your connection to God. And maybe you've done some great things to start this year. Maybe you've signed up to a serving team, praise God. Maybe you're signing up to a connect today, praise God. But also amidst that, that intimate relationship with God, that personal relationship with God, coming with humility every day, God, I need you. Whether you're a teacher, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a student, every day, God, I need you. Maybe you're someone high up in leadership every day, Father, I come to you in humility, I cannot do today without you. I need you to speak to me, to use me. And don't go to God for, to get more ammo, to you know, shoot stuff down. Say, God, I need you to speak to me, for me first. Lord, help your Word to take root in my heart that it could then maybe bear fruit around me. But God wants to do something in your heart. God wants to do something in your mind. God wants to do something in your family. And it happens when we connect to Him. He is reaching out to you. God is ready. He's ready to meet with you. He's got something for you. And you're gonna find everybody just such a great sense of purpose and fulfillment in 2023 as you connect to His house, His people, and to God Himself. Can we stand together, everybody? Let's just stand to our feet for a moment. We've been talking today about connection and, and connecting to various things. Everybody, as I've said before, the most important connection is your relationship with God. And I would love to, this morning, to give you an opportunity to establish that connection with God. Perhaps maybe you had one, but uh, it's fallen apart. Maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe through some choices you've made, you felt like, hey, I can't come back to God. I wanna encourage you today, reestablish that connection with God today. He is reaching out to you. Maybe you're here for the first time today. Maybe you've been many times, but if not, Establish for the first time a relationship with God. Do not leave this service today, everybody, not having made a decision about who God is to you. Make a decision today to place God in your life as Lord and Saviour. He has done everything that is needed to be done so that you can be in a relationship with Him. He sent His Son so that you could have a relationship with God. Connect to he who it is that you were designed to be in connection with. Not just the maker of the heavens and the earth, but your maker, who in His love and mercy this morning is reaching out to you saying, hey, come connect with me. Come and do life with me. Come and have a fresh start with me. Come and find forgiveness with me. God is reaching out to you this morning. Will you this morning respond to Him? So right now, just close your eyes, everybody, just to focus on God and just to focus on this moment and this opportunity to respond to God. As He's reaching out to you today, will you reach back and begin that relationship with Him? So right across the room, on the count of three, if you today want to respond to God, you're saying, Jordan, yes, I need to be in that relationship with God. I know God is reaching out to me. He's knocking on the door of my heart. I want to respond today. I want to receive Him. If that's you on the count of three, just lift your hand up nice and high and I'd love to pray with you. One, two, three. Right across our service this morning, I see that hand there. So good. Don't miss this opportunity this morning, everybody. If you know God is knocking on the door of your heart, if you know you need to establish that connection with Him, just reach your hand up. I'd love to pray with you. God is reaching out to you today. Younger person, older person, don't miss this opportunity. God loves you so much. He's extending to you today a life with Him, forgiveness, a fresh start, eternity with God in heaven. So, so good. Okay, you can pop your hands down. Everyone, we're just going to pray together. We're going to pray a short prayer. And the Bible teaches us that when we believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord 
and confess with our mouths that we will be saved. And so we're going to pray together. We're going to believe in our hearts as we do. And we're going to confess through this prayer. And as you do that, I want to encourage you, mean it with all your heart. And by faith, God's going to begin a supernatural work in your life, bringing His salvation. And so everybody, let's pray together. And we're going to put words to what God's doing in this moment. And for those people that raise their hand, just repeat after me. Mean it with all your heart. And let's pray. Just say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your free gift of salvation. I'm sorry, God, for living life my own way. Help me from today to live for you for all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Come on, let's celebrate everybody. Let's celebrate people responding to Him. Come on, so, so good. Hey, for those people that just responded, I I really want to stir you. Don't leave this morning without letting somebody know. Hopefully one of our team would have just seen you raise your hand. They'd love to give you an opportunity to have a chat, ask some questions, maybe receive some prayer. And uh, you can also scan this code here. It's going to pop up now, but you can get it somewhere later as well if you don't want to pull your phone out now. But uh, you can do that and get in touch with the team. Uh, But lastly, I'd like to do one last prayer, everybody. And I realize that as I'm talking about connection with people today and connection with church, you know, I'm really speaking from my lived experience, which for the most part in these areas has been very good. But I'm aware that for some people, people have hurt you and things have happened that have caused you to maybe back up from the idea of really connecting with people. And I just believe that God today wants to heal your heart in that area and give you faith and courage to go again. To in 2023 say, hey, Lord, I'm going to go again. I'm going to believe to make some great friends, to establish some great connections. Maybe you've not been to Connect for a little while. And and what I mean by that is not done community in church with with a group of people. But I really believe today that God just wants to give you faith for that, give you courage for that, give you great expectation for that, and help you this year to step into that and be truly, truly blessed. And so right across the room, just close your eyes. And if you're saying, hey, God, I, I would like you just to touch that area of my heart. I want to have faith to go again. I want to just give me some expectation. Would you help me this year to find great people? Help me to be a great person. If if any of that touches your heart and you just want to respond to that and ask God to help you, just raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you. So, so good. Father, we just pray for everyone here this morning, Lord, believing to establish great friendships and connections in your house this year. We just pray, God, that you would send great people into their life, Lord, great friends, great leaders. And I pray, God, for everyone here that has maybe got hurt in their heart, Lord, from from interactions with people. I just pray, Lord, bring healing. Bring healing, Lord God. Would you just grace them, Father, with the ability to forgive as well, Lord, and just to trust you and go again. Help them, Father, not to lose sight of the supernatural component to faith and fellowship and your house. And help them, God, to continue to trust you. And I just pray as a church, Lord, that we would go deeper in our relationships together. And that, Father, you would unite us. And that, Father, you would add purpose to all of our relationships. And that we would bring about in each other, God, more of your will and your plan in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. 
If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.